Welcome to the Help Club for Moms podcast. Each week we offer biblical encouragement and practical ideas to help you know the love of Jesus Christ more deeply and become the woman, wife, and mother you were created to be. We're so glad you're here. It's going to be a great day. Hello, Help Club for Moms. My name is Deb, and I am super excited and happy to be here with you guys today. We have a really, really great uh, Mothering with Deb time today. We are going to talk about how to not only encourage your teenager, how to have a great summer with your teenager, how to plan a great summer for your teenager, and what to do if your teenager's in trouble, what to do if your teenager's grouchy and sassy. There's so many things we're going to talk about today, so I'm super excited. But as you come on, I want to hear a prayer request. Do you have a prayer request uh, for your teenager or for your family? Because we love to pray for each other at Help Club for Moms. And so whatever um, you would like us to pray, just put it in the comments and say hello as you guys come on. And if you're listening on the podcast, uh, you can email us at admin at helpclubformoms.com and we will definitely pray for you. Okay. And let's start by praying for today's video. Jesus, thank you so much uh, for this day. Thank you for this time. Come Holy Spirit. Lord Jesus, we love you so much. And we just pray that you will come into this video, that you will speak through me. Lord Jesus, I don't want to say anything on my own. I pray, Lord, that you would be the one speaking through me. I pray, God, that you would be the one giving understanding, uh, giving these moms encounters with you. Lord, I pray that you would give us wisdom. God, I do not want this video to be about me or what I think I should say. I want this video to be about you. Come Holy Spirit, we invite miracles to take place here, breakthroughs to take place for these sweet moms who have been praying for their teenagers and their preteens and sweet moms who are going through troubles in their marriage. Um, just troubles with their self or with their health or just in their faith or just feeling discouraged. Lord, I pray for each of those moms, especially that they would hear an encouraging word from you today. Bring the moms to this video uh, that need to watch or listen on the podcast. Come Holy Spirit in Jesus name. Amen. Okay. Well, I want to hear from you guys. I want to hear a prayer request and I want you to say hello. That way I can see who all is here. Okay, so I have some announcements before we get started. We have got some great stuff coming your way this summer. We have the Joy Challenge for Moms. It is phenomenal. I don't have my book done here, but it is phenomenal. And it's all about how to get more joy in your life. And Mama, you need joy in your life because if you don't have joy, there's not. it's not going to be a happy household, right? What is the saying? If mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. And so you have got to be filled with joy so that the people in your home sense the joy of the Lord. And so we're going to be covering all that. It starts June 13th. The book is so cheap. It's $8.99 on Amazon, The Joy Challenge for Moms. And with this book, you get videos for free from Tommy Newberry that I think they're like $70 or 50 or 40. I can't remember how much they are now. They've gone up and down in price. He does specials and stuff, but you get those videos for free at joychallenge.com. And his part is the Joy Challenge videos. Our part is the way we made it for moms. The book is for moms and it's phenomenal. And we start that June 13th. Okay. Invite a friend, tag a friend in this video that you think would like to do that study. Okay. That's number one. Number two, 
All right, guys, we've got some great stuff that just came out on the YouVersion Bible app. And today we have we are featuring all week long this amazing uh, devotional for teen girls, and it's called You Are God's Daughter. And there is a link in the post for today that I shared in the online group. There's a link and you can go and sign up for that plan on the YouVersion Bible app. It's an 11-day plan. We are featuring um, six of the days here on social media, but the rest of it, you go to the YouVersion Bible app plan. Your girl, your, your teenage girl will love it. We've already had almost 3,000 <laughs> people subscribe to this plan. Girls, teenage girls subscribe to this plan since it started six days ago. We have had almost 3,000 people subscribe to it. And so guys, I'm just telling you, it's a great plan. And so we're, we just do, um, we love doing version Bible app plans. And we also have another plan uh, that's coming out soon. We were featuring that one last week and it was called Grow Your Baby, Grow Your Faith. And it's all about um, uh, how to uh, get prepared for your baby coming. If you're an expectant mom or you know an expectant mom or you're a young mom or a new mom, that plan is for you. And Crystal Porter, who is an amazing team member here at the Help Club, she's a doula. She's a mother of five. And every single person in this online group, could I don't care how old you are, you could benefit from listening to those podcasts. It's all on our podcast last week, Grow Your Baby, Grow Your Faith. She loves moms and she loves encouraging moms to trust Jesus. And it's so good. Okay. So that's the next one. And then we have only four spots left for our retreat that's coming up June 10th and 11th. Uh, you will fly into Colorado Springs or Denver from wherever you are, uh, but it is an amazing retreat and it's all about overcoming through Christ. And guys, our retreats are small. They are inexpensive to come to. Our hotel is sold out. So if you come, we actually do have a, a wonderful uh, girl on our team that has a place for two moms to stay at her house. She lives in a really nice house and she has a place for two of our moms. We'll, we'll vet you for sure. You'll probably get a phone call from us to, to just talk to you about, you know, so we can make sure you're a real person, <laughs> but, uh, but you'll get to stay in, um, our friend's house for free because our hotel is sold out. So we do very small retreats right now and they're very intimate. There's a lot of personal attention and you will love it. And Friday night, we're having a contemplative journey it's beautiful. It's taking different areas of your life, your marriage, or your if you're single or uh, whatever it is uh, with your children. It is amazing. And you're really going from station to station to station on that contemplative journey. And there's a special dinner that night as well. And then we have the retreat all day on Saturday. And it is incredible, you guys. It's absolutely incredible, that retreat. And we have great speakers. You're going to leave feeling encouraged. But the thing that we are really, really promoting this year is to leave with the next step. Every single person coming to our retreat this year will leave with a next step. What are you going to do when you get home? Okay. So this is a purposeful retreat. Uh, Nikki can share the link here uh, for you guys how to register, but there's four spots left. Okay. And that is it for our announcements. Okay. So don't forget you are God's daughter plan on you version. Nikki can also share that link here as well. And then, um, uh, okay. I think that's it. Okay. So let's talk about how to plan a great summer for your teenager. But the thing I want to talk about first is your heart. Okay. It's your heart. And, um, guys, I'm telling you our teenage years, they were the best. We loved having teenagers, but they were hard too. 
right? It's hard. These people are growing up in your house and they're getting independent and they want independence and they have dreams in their heart. And you know what, guys, we need to really believe in the dreams of our children, but we also need to teach them to be logical as well, right? And so there's a balance that we do, but I'm telling you guys, you can't do it without the Lord. Uh, You can, but you will have a completely different uh, outcome with your teenagers if you parent with Christ and if you don't parent with Christ. And when I say parenting with Christ, what I mean is spending time with him, listening to him, doing what he tells you to do, reading the Bible, praying like what we do at Help Club. We pray with a friend every week for 10 minutes. You will not, I promise you, I've seen it. I've seen it in my friends' uh, lives, people that I knew when their kids were growing up. The ones that spent time with the Lord have different kids. It's not perfect. No one has perfect kids, but I'm telling you, my friends that spent time with Jesus and they were, they obeyed Jesus, their kids are a thousand times better off than my friends that didn't spend time with the Lord. They didn't take their kids to church. They, they just were too busy on Sundays with sports to take their kids to church or Saturdays. Or, I mean, there's so many different options when to have church, right? Some churches have Saturday morning or Saturday evening. Some churches have Sunday morning, Sunday evening, Friday night. There's time to go to church, you guys. But I'm telling you, like, I'm just, if I could take your little head in my hands right now and say, dear friend, if you want your children to go to church, which you will when they grow up, you will want your kids serving Jesus. Mm, 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 mm. There's nothing like a broken heart from a mama who has a child who has walked away from the Lord. It's hard. And if you have your kids in the house of the Lord, if you are, t- your head's in my hand, your head's in my hand. Just let me talk to you. You, you, if you have your children in the house of the Lord, they will have a different life than if you don't have your children in the house of the Lord. And your kids will only do what they see you do. If, if they see you making church a priority, they will make church a priority. And find a church that your teenagers like to go to. We switch churches because uh, my daughter was in eighth grade and I walked in after a youth camp and she was sitting all by herself. She had been at this youth camp all weekend and she was sitting at a table by herself. And I asked her, I go, did you make any friends? Did you, oh no, didn't make it. And my daughter's very extroverted, easy to talk to. But I felt like that was a word from the Lord for me to go start looking for another church because your children need to like the church that you go to. No church is perfect, but I feel like your kids do need to like it, right? If it's all a bunch of 90-year-old people going to your church, I don't know. Would I want to go there if I were a teenager? Maybe not. Maybe you need to find a, a church that your kids like, maybe where they have friends that go to, but that's just a little word of wisdom that really helped us. And my kids have church hurt. And and you know what? All of our kids mostly probably will have church hurt when they grow up. My son had a lot of church hurt from this wonderful church that we switched to, right? From the pastor, the youth pastor that he's not there anymore, but he's worked through it. He's found a church he loves, but he found a church he loves because we set that example growing up and my kids go to church every Sunday by the grace of God. And so that's just my little tidbit of kind of motherly advice for you today. It's very, very important. Okay. So let's talk about your heart. It is really, really easy to get discouraged. I need to give you, I need to tell you a little story. So I was just, I was, so I was working with a team member in Dallas for a couple days and I I spent time with the Lord, but you know how it is. It's different when you travel. And then I got, I went home, I got up the next morning early, early, and I went to see my in-laws in Florida, which was awesome. Spent the whole week there. And then I came home and then got up 
the day after that, and I went to, uh, I had to go to Las Vegas for this medical test, which turned out great, but I, I was gone all day Saturday. And to, and I, I was so grouchy last week, honestly, I kind of got into it with my, with my mother-in-law a little bit, which I feel really bad about. And I got snippy with one of my kids and, but you know what? I, I sat down today in my quiet time and I, I woke up and I went back to my routine of worshiping, taking communion, sitting with the Lord. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is what I have missed is my time with Jesus. And guys, if you are discouraged, if you feel far away from God, do you know all you have to do is turn to him? You don't have to do anything. Turn to him. Just turn and spend time with him and talk to him about what's going on. Sit with him. Let him love you. Guys, we don't need anything other than Jesus, right? You don't need, you don't even need this video. You need Jesus, right? I mean, I do this video because I want to be faithful and I love moms and I love helping moms, right? But your very best thing to do is to go straight to the Lord about your child. Just sit with him. Think about the thief on the cross for just a minute. The thief on the cross, Jesus said, today you will be with me in paradise, didn't he? Did the thief on the cross get baptized? Did the thief on the cross make a profession of faith? No, the thief on the cross turned to Jesus and said, remember me remember me. And when we turn to Jesus, just like the parable of the lost sheep, right? And the lost sheep, he found it and he put it on its shoulders and he carried it and he was delighted. It said he was rejoicing over that lost sheep. And guys, Jesus rejoices over you. And when you just turn to him and you spend time with him and you just let him help you, you will be filled up because Jesus is the way. He is the way. He's not a way. He's the way. And when I say that, he's the way to what you what you need with your kids. Jesus is the way to having a Christian home. Jesus is the way to feeling more peace. And he loves you. He loves you. He is the way. And so if you are feeling defeated, even this morning, I just sat down with the Lord. Even yesterday, I did a little video in the online group and I, I really enjoyed doing that video here because I love doing it. But I was, I was anxious in church yesterday and I, I just couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. And, and I, I went after church, I went down front and I got prayer from one of our pastors and I felt so much better, but I just needed to turn to God and I needed that time with him. So there's no substitute for your time with him. That is my life's message. Always spend time with Jesus and he will never leave you and you are never alone. He will help you with everything that you have coming at you, everything in your life that you need, he will help you. So if you are feeling, if you feel um, that your child is turning away from you, if you feel that your child is getting into trouble, if you feel that you don't know what to do with about your child in your or your marriage or whatever it is, just turn to God and listen to this beautiful scripture. It is 2 Corinthians uh, 3, 16 through 18 in the ASV. And it says, whenever a person turns toward the Lord, he becomes one who is beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord and is being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. That is beautiful. You guys, it says, whenever a person turns toward the Lord, he becomes one who is beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord 
and is being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. We are being transformed to become like Christ as we turn to him. And that's what your kids need from you. That's what you need raising your children is to turn to Christ. Okay. So if you are having trouble with your children, okay, if you are, if they're getting into trouble, or if you just want to plan a great summer, turn to Christ, ask him for help. And just remember the more that you are struggling and the bigger the calling on your life, the more time you need with Christ, the more that you are struggling and the bigger the call on your life, the more you need Christ. And can you guys say hi to me? I feel like I don't like feeling like, I don't know if I just can't see the comments. My my phone has not been working right, but can you guys say hi? I just, I'm like, am I alone here? Oh, there you are. Hi, Julie. I mean, it says I got a lot of people on here, but uh, anyway. Okay. Hi, Julie. Thank you. Anybody else want to say hi? And uh, Nikki's going to share the retreat link here as well. And um, yeah. Okay. Hi. Okay. We are doing good. All right. So, okay. So just keep that in mind. And um, let me see here. Okay. So these are good things to pray for, for your teenagers. Okay. Number one, ask God to turn your hearts towards each other. Okay. Hi, Nikki. Ask God to turn your hearts towards each other. Thank you, Stacy. Thank you, Allie. Oh, thank you guys. Uh, that is something only God can do. He can turn hearts and he can turn your heart and your teenage hearts, uh, children towards you and towards each other. If your children are fussing and fighting, ask the Lord to turn their hearts towards each other. Okay. He is the only one that can do that. Ask God to enlarge your hearts with love for each other. Ask the Lord to enlarge your hearts with love for each other. Okay. Uh, because you know, the devil wants to divide your family. The devil wants to divide siblings. He wants to divide marriages. But if you are praying on the offense, right? Or no offense. Yeah. You're on, I don't really do sports that much, but if you're praying on the offense, then you are asking the Lord ahead of time. Can you just enlarge our hearts with love for each other? Jesus enlarge our hearts. And then ask the Lord to bless your relationships. Ask the Lord to heal any wounds that you have with your children, with your husband, if your husband has been harsh with your children. Okay. And, uh, yes, absolutely. It's for all moms, Julie, all moms. Um, so ask the Lord to, um, heal. So if your husband has been harsh, I know a lot of, I hear a lot of from moms that their husbands were harsh and there's wounds in the children's hearts. Ask the Lord to heal that. Talk to your husband about it too, but ask the Lord to heal the wounds. I always ask the Lord to go back in time. And I, I know this sounds crazy, but I pray big prayers. You guys, that used to be my Instagram handle for the longest time was pray big prayers. I believe in praying big prayers because you guys, our God is bigger than we could ever understand. He, he can do anything. And so I used to ask God who is outside of time to go back in time and heal my kids' hearts from wounds that had happened like church hurt. Uh, hurt within the family, sibling hurt, whatever it was, I would ask God to go back in time and heal them and give us all amnesia <laughs> because we don't need to be keeping track of wrongs, right? And then also I ask the Lord to show you your children's hearts and remember that God wants you to be close. He wants you to have a close family. Ask him to show you your children's hearts and ask him for opportunities this summer to help your children and your kids and your family to be closer to one another. Okay. 
And at church hurt. Okay, Allie, that's good. That's a good question. Uh, my son was hurt by a youth pastor at, oh no, I'm glad you asked that question. That's a great question. Um, my son was hurt by a youth pastor at our church and a lot of his age group have been hurt by the church. Um, they've been hurt by Christians. Okay. Because we're all human beings, right? The pastors are human beings. And my son had a lot of hurt from some kids at the youth group from, um, from, from the, um, I'm sorry, my little thing just went off. My recording just went off. Uh, my son had some church hurts from people at church and he had to process through it with a spiritual advisor and it really helped. And so he did that and he's back in church. And so that's what church hurt is because you're, you're, you're sinners and you're all in a, <laughs> we are sinners at church, just like we're sinners at home. Right. And you can get hurt from each other uh, at church. And so my son had to process through some church hurt. Okay. I hope that that answered your question, that, that, that helped. And I'm glad that, that that's what you, that you asked that question. Cause I bet a lot of other people were wondering, okay, so let's talk about how to plan a great summer for your teenagers. Okay. You guys, I want you to look at your summer as an opportunity. Okay. And this requires prayer and it requires getting alone with the Lord and asking him, what does he want your summer to look like with your teenagers? Okay. Ask him, involve Jesus in your planning, involve him in everything that you do. Say, Jesus, what do you want our summer to look like? Show me what my children need. I always prayed. And it was so funny. I was with our son yesterday and his girlfriend, they took us out to dinner at my favorite place, the Broadmoor Hotel. It's just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And if you guys come to the retreat, you guys should plan on staying, putting a little bit of time and kind of being in Colorado because it's beautiful. And you can just walk around that hotel or get a room there. It's real expensive, but you can get a room there. But anyway, so it's cheap. Just so you know, it's cheap in January. The, it's like $200 a night in January. It's so worth it. It's amazing. So um, anyway, I we were sitting with our son yesterday evening having dinner. And he was telling us that he is arranging. He, he loves arranging things and involving other people and involving businesses and he, he, he works at a, um, a marketing company. He does marketing for his nine to five. And then his other job is he creates things. He creates fashion. He creates, um, oh my gosh, he just loves creating things. And he, we did that with him ever since he was growing up. And I'm going to talk about that in just a second, but he's organizing this big event. This is what he calls a pop-up. It's a pop-up and he's involving local brands and he's organizing the whole thing. And uh, we, I was just talking to him. I'm like, Jack, you have been doing this since you were a kid. You have been organizing your friends. You have been organizing, like he organized a band. He has music on Spotify. And, um, you know, he organized all this stuff and, and, you know, got people to come to events. He's a great event planner. He's great at selling a dream and getting other people on board. But you know what, guys, that showed up when he was a kid and we talked a lot about entrepreneurship. He did this thing. This is what I'm talking about, like with summer, this and praying and involving God in your kid's summer. Our son, we saw qualities of an entrepreneur in him. And so what we did was he did this thing with Dale uh, Partridge. He does this other thing now. I don't think he does startup camp anymore. He does this other thing, Dale Partridge, but Dale Partridge started this thing called startup camp and startup camp was all for entrepreneurs, how to get started in a business. And we paid for that course and he did the course with his dad and it was amazing. We had to save money for it. It was like $50 a month or something. And it was a, a year long course, but that was Jack's thing. He did that startup camp course. 
And so that's just a small example of recognizing by the, by God's help, a talent in your child, a giftedness, a bent and knowing God will bring these ideas to you. So another thing for my son, since he liked creating things, my husband would take him to this thing called Maker Fair, which was those guys with Mythbusters. They would be there. And a lot of people would be there with, um, inventions and, um, it was amazing. It was called Maker Fair in California, but we took him there. But what happened was when we, when we brought him back home, our son decided that summer to do summer camps for kids. And he did uh, these two camps. It was phenomenal. If you have a teenage son that, that can organize things and see this showed up in Jack when he was 12 years old, when he was 12 years old, he was doing these camps for younger kids. And what he would do is he had two camps. He had one called maker day, which he would have the kids. We charge $25 a person, or maybe it was 40. I can't remember. It was a good, he made so much money that summer. Um, I would make them lunch. They would sign a waiver, right? I always wanted him. We put a, we put an insurance rider on our, on our property because of the second camp called Hawkshead, which he would make, uh, LARPing weapons with foam and PVC pipe and everything. And G and mama would pray that no one would get hurt, but he did these two camps maker day. This camp was where he would have the kids over. They would make things and they would test them. So they would take popsicle sticks and they would make them into like this car. And then this rubber band would hold a raw egg in it and they would test their cars with the raw egg. And if it broke or not, you know, it was so cool. He had different things that they would create and make. And it was like a four hour camp and I was there helping and, and he made a ton of money between Hawkshead and Maker Day. But see, we saw that in our son and we gave him the opportunity to do some of these camps. I can't even remember how many he did. He did several that summer and the next summer, but God brought the kids. God protected the kids. We always prayed when we started the camp and it was a great experience. And we have so many younger kids that are now older that loved coming to Jack's camp. So that's one example of how you can... Think bigger about your summer. Think about your kid's giftedness. So for our daughter, our daughter is a teacher. Like she's not a teacher. She's a software uh, engineer, but she's a teacher at heart and she loves sharing wisdom and sharing knowledge. And she's really smart. She loves the Lord, loves to think about God. And she loved that Bible study, experiencing God. She, it just really helped her when she was a young girl to learn how to hear the voice of God. So she did it. It changed her life. And she said, mom, how do you feel about me um, having a few girls over or meeting a girl at a coffee shop and discipling her. And so our daughter in the summers, she would disciple younger girls in this study, this experiencing God study. And she would tell the younger girl what she had been learning. And she was in this other group. It was phenomenal. Oh, this, this lady, Phyllis Stanley is amazing. And she would take these young girls in their teenage years and early twenties. But the requirement was you had to teach someone what you had been taught in this group. And so Christy was with Phyllis and she learned how, uh, learn these different things. It was called my heart Christ home. It was beautiful, a beautiful study. And she would disciple these girls, meet them at Starbucks. She'd pick them up. You know, she would, you know, have them come over to the house, but that was something that our daughter did. And she also was an intern. So internships are invaluable. Guys, your children, do not worry about the SAT. I will tell you guys, okay, listen, this is some, some older woman advice here. I, I was, we homeschooled our kids. It was what God called us to do. Everybody's different. It, you know, you do what God tells you to do. 
we homeschooled our children and I got straight D's in school. I was not a good student. I was not good at math. Both of our children were really smart. They both had to go through calculus um, because that was the track that they were on. I got a tutor. God gave us the money and we got a tutor. And, but I wasn't good in school and I didn't even take the SAT. I mean, I went to junior college later after I had graduated and I went in the military first and then I went to junior college. But I honestly had a lot of strikes against me as far as, you know, homeschooling or being a teacher. But I, I just asked the Lord to help me because he called me to it and I asked him to help me. Okay. And when it came to thinking about the SATs, I got really stressed out whenever I would think about the SATs because I thought, what if, what if they're not going to do well? I just can't think about it. I just have to do what God tells me to do one day at a time and be faithful. Right. And so all I did was I prayed I asked Jesus for help every day. I asked him for wisdom, what to do with my kids. And I just didn't worry about the SAT. I had our children do prep a prep class for the SAT with a tutor. And um, and that tutor went over the SAT book with, with them and they both did phenomenally great. But you don't have to be, like your kids don't even have to do that great on their SATs to get into a great school because guess what, guys? You serve a mighty God. It is time that we all start thinking bigger about God, okay? It is it is time that we take the boxes off of him and with our children. And if he wants your kids to do and grow and be something and go to college at this college, he's gonna get them in and he's gonna get you the money, okay? Take the boxes off God. Take that spirit of fear off of your life. We rebuke that spirit of fear in Jesus' name. You must go. Guys, think differently. Just just take the blinder, take, take everything off that you've, all these limits, fears, worries about your kids making mistakes, fears, worries about them not getting into college, not having the money to go, okay? And um, anyway, so... Don't worry about it. Just do what God tells you to do one day at a time. And that's what we did. So our daughter was discipling younger girls. She was also doing an internship for this amazing ministry called Summit Ministries here in Colorado. She, God opened this door. There's no way I could ever have orchestrated this, okay? God opened a door for her to be an intern for them as they rewrote this book curriculum, Understanding the Times. It's an incredible book, you guys. And she got to participate in that. It's an apologetics book, which was her passion, right? And she's a very strong woman. Like I have a post, I'm going to post from her later on today. She's a very strong woman. Um, and she knows who she is. She speaks her truth. She speaks truth. She doesn't back down. And that's the way God made her. And so that was the perfect internship for her. Isn't that amazing? That is something only God could do. But you know, when my kids were, were, were old enough to help me in vacation Bible school or old enough to help me in Sunday school, they were right there with me, helping me serve in Sunday school. My kids, whenever we had to bring a meal to someone, my kids would go in the car with me. We would pray for that person as we were getting their meal together. We would pray as soon as we got in the car. Guys, you want to instill a love for the work of the Lord in your children and instill a love for Christians, instill a love for Christianity, Jesus, most of all. And this starts when they're younger, reading the Bible to your children. We love the picture Bible. Picture Bible is incredible. 
I cannot say enough nice things about the Picture Bible. The Picture Bible is absolutely incredible. I highly recommend it. Reading that book to your children, giving that we would sit at the table. My kids would all have stuff to do at the table, like they would watercolor, they would do Play-Doh or whatever they wanted to do. And I would read the Bible to the children at, at breakfast, or I would crawl in bed with them and read the Bible. And guys, they need to know how important the word is. And by reading it to them and enjoying your time with them, it's not a to-do, it's not a task, and yes, it feels like it sometimes, but sharing what God is teaching you is honestly the number one way to disciple your kids. When God teaches you something, you share it with your kids, and they will sense that passion and that love for the Lord, and they will want it. And read the Bible to your children. Pray as soon as you get in the car with your kids. That's what we used to do. Okay, I have some other things. Don't over plan, okay? Don't over plan. Be strategic when you're thinking about your children and their summer uh, activities, okay? Ask the Lord for money. Ask him for money. Start asking right now for the money. And right now, Jesus, we just ask you for money for all these moms and what they need to do with their kids. Give them the money to pay for what you're calling them to do. Give them the wisdom. Give them the books. Give them every single thing that they need opportunities, experiences, people, whatever they need for their children, give it to them, God, in Jesus' name. I prayed that all the time. Lord, give Miss the right books, books on tape, lessons, classes, tutors, experiences, and give us the money and the time to do it. You know, both of our children, so we homeschooled our kids, and both of our kids, when they graduated from college, and this is how this is how much we didn't focus on academics, but we focused on being excellent, okay? Good morning, Anne-Marie. We focused on being excellent at everything we did one day at a time. And our daughter, I looked at the program for her graduation and it said summa cum laude. I couldn't believe it. I was like, what? She's graduating with honors? That's amazing. And then our son, who couldn't even read in third grade, you guys, he was in the 25th percentile for reading. And I still read out loud to him. If you have a a kid that's struggling in reading, the number one thing you can do is read out loud to them. Read them really, really good books, okay? Number one thing you can do. But our son who struggled with reading and I never made him feel bad about it, didn't put him in remedial reading, I read out loud to him, okay? And our son showed up with these things hanging around his neck at college graduation. I'm like, Jack, what is that? He goes, honor cords. I had no idea I was in honors, mom. My kids just didn't know because none of us, it wasn't our focus. Academics were never our focus, but they were a byproduct of walking with Jesus in our lives and spending time with the Lord and praying and asking God for help. Honors came about because it wasn't our number one focus. The academics were never our focus. The sports were never our focus. Jesus was our focus. Going out, we we would go to Christian events. We oh my goodness, you guys! One time we read this book about uh, Jim Elliot and uh, all those guys that were killed by the Aka Indians in the fifties, I think. And God opened the door for us to go to Stephen Curtis Chapman when he came to town. And so I thought, okay, we love Stephen Curtis Chapman. We're going to get his CD. And so I bought the CD and we started listening to it. And you guys, at the same time that God gave us the book about Jim Elliott, and we read out loud that book because I wanted my children to know about faithful Christians. I wanted my children to know about people who had gone before us who lived their life for Christ. And so we read Christian biographies. We read so many biographies. So we had just read that. And then right away, we hear about the concert. We listen on the CD and the whole CD 
is about Jim Elliott and all these different songs were about what happened. And I couldn't even believe it. And when we got to the concert, they brought up, uh, if you know the story, you know that these missionaries were there in Ecuador with the number one most documented, it's the most documented violent tribe that has ever been documented. I mean, these these missionaries were on the beach and they speared them to death. And then the, some of the women went back and lived with that tribe, if you can believe it. And they all became Christians, right? And one of the murderers was at this concert and he was a completely transformed man. He was the leader of the church with this tribe. His name was Minkai and my daughter, I thought her head was going to blow off. She couldn't even believe it. She was so excited. She was like on the edge of her seat. Mom, I can't believe Minkai is here. I can't believe this story. And there's Jim Elliott. There's Steve Saint's son is here telling the story. But God orchestrated that. I could never have orchestrated that experience for my children. It was just because I went to God and I didn't look around at the world. I didn't look at what my friends were doing. So many of my friends, which I love them and their kids are excellent. They were, they were about, you know, doing all these other things or dance and, or whatever it was, but that wasn't my calling for our kids. The calling for our kids was exactly what he told us to do every day. And everybody has a different calling. I had so many friends that sports and dance became their life. And you know what, guys, their kids are older and none of them dance. None of them do sports. And, and they gave away their family dinners. They gave away church on Sundays because they had a lot of meats on Sundays. And I'm not saying don't do that or don't do sports. I'm just saying, what is your number one thing? What is the most important thing to your family? Jesus says, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Your kid's calling will be added to you. All these things, blessings, favor, money, experiences, tutors, everything that you need for scholarships. Do you guys know what? Both of my kids, my daughter got a double full ride scholarship at this school. There, there's like, she was there and they were like, there's no other people that got a double full ride scholarship. She got a double full ride. Did I focus on academics? No, but I was excellent. Like we did a little bit of math every day. We did, we read out loud every day. We read the Bible every day. We prayed, you know, we, we put God first and we weren't perfect. Okay. Never have I ever been perfect. Never have my kids been perfect. They have been turkeys. All of us are turkeys to each other. Blah, blah, blah. You know that the thing, nobody's perfect, but we did try to put Jesus first in our home. And I will tell you, there's fruit when you put him first. Okay, the next thing is, uh, now let's talk about money. So your children need to learn how to handle money. Thank you, Allie. Yes, your children need to learn how to handle money. So with our children, what we did was we gave them money to invest and they invested, which was awesome. And we talked about tithing. We went through this whole budgeting program and I prayed a lot because my son used to just spend money like water. As soon as he got any money, he would spend it. And uh, I would pray a lot over my son, Lord, please help, help us to teach our son the value of money. And uh, we taught him to tithe. And do you know what? Both of our children are incredible savers now. I don't know how that happened. They were both very messy. Oh my good heavens. They were so messy and they're so neat now. My daughter 
isn't quite as neat as my son, but my daughter has a housekeeper. <laughs> she knows how to keep her house clean, right? You teach your kids how to think outside the box and how to follow God, and they will they will know, they will put money back into the economy. Like my daughter, putting money back into the economy with a housekeeper, right? She knows that she needs a clean house. But even though she, maybe that's not her giftedness, but she knows where to find it, okay? And so don't give up on your kids that are messy. God will help them. He will help them. Uh, and teach your children how to uh, focus on others because you know there is a big problem in our society with mental health with teenagers. A lot of them are depressed and a lot of them are suicidal. But if you can teach your child how to focus on others and teach them that their life is bigger than themselves, they were put on this earth for a purpose. They have a purpose by God to go and share Christ and to love people like Jesus and to serve and not, not to get to heaven, not to get Jesus's love. We serve. We are, have you ever heard this term? We are lovers who serve. We're not servants who love. We're lovers who serve. Okay. We love Jesus and we serve because we love Jesus, right? Teach your kids to serve and they will be happier. Teach them to give back, to put them in leadership positions where they're discipling other kids. Have them do like what my son did and have these younger kids over to do things for them. But I will tell you, your kids will not be depressed if they have a purpose. They need a purpose. And guys, I want to tell you, it's never too late. Well, your kids, you might be watching this video and your kids might be older. It is never, ever, ever too late. You pray for that child. You pray for that child and for God to work in that child's heart and for God to give your child a heart for them and to heal their hearts, whatever they need. God can do anything. I have seen people come back to the Lord that were the worst rebels. I've seen families reunited, but I also saw in those families and with those rebels, mamas that never gave up praying, mamas that never gave up loving that difficult child, mamas that, yeah, thank you, Catherine, mamas that kept loving those difficult children and laying down their life. Guys, you're never going to get anywhere if you have that my way or the highway message in your home. Your kids will outgrow that, okay? You need to teach your children self-government. Why do they have self-government? Because they want to be healthy. They want to be a leader. They want to be strong. They want to have a blessed life. They want to be successful. Self-government. They need to have self-government. But if you're a my way or the highway mom, you're not going to get very far. You've got to learn how to speak to the heart and God can teach you that. I didn't know how to do it, but God taught me, okay? And I'm sorry, this video is getting a little bit long, but I'm almost done. This is a very passionate. This is a very passionate topic for me about teenagers. Um, it's, but they will have better mental health, okay, when they're serving. Encourage them to pursue their dreams, but with logic. I know so many people that spent $120,000 to go to school for a degree that will not get them a job making more than $30,000 a year. If you are going to spend all that money to go to college, you need to teach your children how, that it is important to get a degree that they can do something with. Like even though our son was an entrepreneur, he got a business degree. He got a bachelor's in business. Okay. If your child, if your child is dreaming of dancing and they want to go to a college for dance, that is great. But guys, get them something else. Get them another degree that they can get a job with, a business degree, marketing, uh, communications, I guess. The people I know that went to school for communications, some of them did really well. And it's all, you know, God will tell you what to do. But some of them really struggled getting a job, making any money. So just to let you know, 
just to be logical about it, okay? And, and to have a degree, um, oh, thank you, thank you, Stacy. that's so sweet. And then I wanna see what uh, Clarissa says, you're always, oh, I have to run, but pray for my eldest son, speak kindly, I'll do that, okay. All right, so anyway, just pray about a degree program for your child, and I don't recommend spending $60,000 a year to go to a school. I just don't see the, the I, I, I don't like telling people what to do, uh, you know, like this kind of thing, but I don't recommend a $60,000 a year college for, I just don't. I, I don't think that, I, I think that starting off with $200,000 worth of debt for your kids, are you guys having debt? Now, if you, if you have the money, that's one thing, or if they get scholarships, that's another thing. But I say go for a couple of years to a junior college and then go off to a school get some things under the belt. You know, I, I just, that's what we did. Uh, our son went to a two-year college and then he went off to the four-year and it was still $44,000. He got a half scholarship. It would have been 88,000 if he hadn't had his half scholarship or no, 44,000, 44,000. But for all four years, it would have been 160,000 had he not had a scholarship and I wouldn't have sent him. I would have said, sorry, Jack, we're not doing that because it's just too expensive. You can get a great education at a state school. You can get a great education going junior college first. You can, okay? It, that's a you do you type of thing, but uh, I don't know, guys. I just think, I almost feel like sometimes if it's pride, like saying where your kids are going to college, like, oh, my kids are at this school or my kids are at this school. But if you're paying so much money, I just, I think, I don't, I don't know. But just make sure your kids get a degree that that will help them, okay? And also studying what they're passionate about. Do both. You could do both. You can get a minor and a in a degree, you know. So I just thought I'd say that. Read aloud to your children during the summer. There's so many good books out there. Ask God for teachable moments. Ask God for family fun time and for your kids to get along and for you to know how to invest in their relationships with each other, with siblings. Ask God for that. Go hiking. Um, teach your kids to tithe. Both of our kids tithe. Uh, it's amazing to watch how the Lord is blessing my children because they are tithing and uh, you can't outgive God. You know, you really can't. When we started tithing, we didn't even have enough money for our bills, but we started tithing and our income rose like we could never have done that, right? God did it. But teach your kids to tithe. Teach your kids to be generous. We have so many, like we gave cars away to people. We, we, you know what I mean? Like single moms and we bought people cars. We did this when we had some extra money, but our kids know that we did that. And our kids are super generous. And, um, so I just, I think tithing is important and teaching your kids to tithe. Um, and let's see. Uh, okay. Work. Okay. So I was going to say work out together and I do think it's important for your kids to get exercise, but if you have a child that's heavy, my son was on the obese scale, uh, for, um, for pff, most of his life. It was like, we would go to the doctor and the doctor would put him on the scale. And then it was like, oh, he's obese. <laughs> I mean, but he never said it like that. He just said like that his numbers were obese. But my doctor always said he's going to grow. And, and I never made my son feel bad for being overweight. We talked a lot about eating sensibly, stopping with the sodas. Stop, you know, he hid candy under his bed. And we were like, oh my gosh, Jack, don't hide candy. Just eat it. If you want it that bad, just eat it. You know what I'm saying? But use moderation. We talked a lot about moderation. We talked a lot about healthy eating. I got him to the gym. I didn't make him feel bad about 
coming to the gym and not being able, you know what I'm saying? Like use logic. My daughter works out like a, like so much. She's very healthy. She and her husband are very healthy. My son is very healthy now. He shot up. He's super thin. Um, a lot of your boys will shoot up when they're eight, shooting up, meaning growing, growing. They'll shoot up in their height and it will cause the baby fat to go away. Okay. Just, just but be patient with those kids that are overweight. My son had mood, you know, <laughs> but now he's super thin. And he takes care of himself and he eats clean. And, um, but I did, I also didn't make him feel bad. I never told him he was fat. I never, ever, 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 ever said that. And if you have, just ask God for forgiveness, ask your kid for forgiveness and move on. Okay. There's no guilt in this video ever, ever, ever. I don't ever want any, any of that. Um, okay. So educational travel, I would say is phenomenal. If you can read about an area and then go there, um, go there to study an area. Thank you, Allie. Um, and, uh, let's see. Oh, Julie says we used to homeschool. Let's see this. Uh, and Bible time and devotions were part of our regular time. Now my daughter's in public school and leaves her school at seven twenty. When she gets home, she's busy with homework and that her devotion time isn't regular without nagging. Do you have any suggestions? Yes, I do. Um, I keep reminding that she knows the importance and is faithful. Yeah, I, I can, I can talk about that in just a second. Uh, okay. Educational travel, I think is phenomenal. And we asked God for the money to travel and we, we took our kids wonderful places and God gave us the money. It was amazing. And then take them to Christian events like uh, Sean Foyt. I love Sean Foyt. We are we donate to Sean Foyt. We love Sean Foyt. I love what he's doing. I love, I've been to many of his revivals. They've changed my life. He's coming to Colorado. I'll be at those events. Um, but just know that um, take your kids to see concerts, Christian concerts. Take them. Get them out there. Let them see this is a big world, you guys. Let them see that the big world is big and there are Christians out there making a difference. So, uh, and I think that's all I want to say other than call out the gifts in your children. Call out the gifts in your children, okay? Um, and ask God to show you, their, show you their gifts and ask him to help you to see how to call it out, Okay. And an example of that would be like with my son, we were at dinner last night and I, like I said earlier, and I said, Jack, you are so incredible at selling a vision and getting people behind it and joining people together and building a team. And you are so good at this, Jack. I just really feel like God's going to use this, you know, pull out those things that God has placed inside of your child. Your child will not be depressed if they know that they have value in God's eyes. Number one, God loves them. And that they can do great things. I told my kids till I was blue in the face, you're going to do great things for Christ. You are going to do great things for Christ. They heard it all the time. I told them I was proud of them. And they were turkeys. Like they got in trouble. I'm Nobody's perfect, right? But I always told them, I know that you didn't mean to do that. I know that you didn't mean to get in trouble. I know you didn't mean to do this, blah, 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 whatever it was. And I know that the true self of you, you are honest. You are godly. You are kind. You are respectful. I would call out those qualities that were truth in my children that I knew that were there that God showed me. And when your kids mess up, you call out. You don't look at those things. Those things are from the enemy. And he wants you to hyper-focus on your child that's lying or sneaking out or whatever your child is doing, drinking. Um, you know what? Pray that your kids get caught. <laughs> it's awesome when your kids get caught. My son got caught when he was 19, the drinking age is 21. And he had one beer and the cops came and he was, and he had to go to court. It was the best thing ever. He doesn't mind me telling that story, but I'm just telling you, pray that your kids get caught. 
I was happy as a claim. I didn't make off like I was happy, but I was super happy that he got caught. Pray that your kids get caught. And uh, it was just one beer. I don't have a problem with it, right? You know what I'm saying? Uh, we're not a, a legalistic type of family for us personally. Um, but I was super happy that he had to go to court. And so, you know what I mean? Like pray for your kids to get caught. My son loves the Lord and he is just so sweet and he just needed some catching probably. <laughs> and your kids might need catching too. They might need to get caught. So anyway, so pray for that. Okay. Then I want to address Julie's question. Okay. This is something that uh, I know it is hard, right? You know what you might do? You you should share the God's Daughter plan with her on version. Okay, share that with her because it has an auditory. A lot of them have a, they have videos or they have podcasts that go along with those God's Daughter. Okay, uh, and if I can share that link with you, um, I'll share it in this video when we get done. Um, and then um, also maybe uh, she could listen to uh, a podcast that has Reads the Bible. Or a podcast for, there's got to be podcasts out there for teenagers that read the Bible or do devotions for them. Um, she could even honestly listen to Help Club devotions because they're really good. But And all of our podcasts this week are, um, are for teenage girls this whole week. <clears throat> so your daughter can start there. Pray for her. Pray for her to, I pray every day for my kids to hunger and thirst for the word and for God. I pray every day for that. And I nagged at my son he does Lectio. He loves Lectio. That's Lectio 365. If you kids are, if your kids are busy, you're busy. Um, it's a phenomenal app and, uh, it's a great devotion. Uh, just see what she likes. You know, you might just troubleshoot with her and say, how's it going reading your devotion time? I mean, I bet you feel overwhelmed and like you can't even get it done. And she'll probably say yes and say, well, do you like listening to things or do you like reading things? What do you like to do? And, um, you know, do you feel like there there's value in, um, in getting that time of God? Can you tell a difference? And she'll, I mean, she might say yes, she might say no, but at least you could ask her and start processing with her when she can find time for the Lord without nagging and really pray over that conversation and ask the Lord to help you. But, um, you know, offer, uh, God's daughter's link. Oh, thank you, Catherine. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I'll do that. Oh, for, oh, and for the boys. Okay. We don't have anything for boys yet, but we will anyway. So that's what I do and pray for God to open her heart towards you. Okay. All right. So I need to pray. <laughs> I need to go. I don't even know how much time has gone by. <laughs> and so Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for teenagers. What a gift. I pray for a spirit of joy to come upon each home that's listening on the podcast or watching this video in the Help Clever Moms online group. God, I pray that um, you would bless all of our homes, that you would help us all to have fresh ideas with our children, that this would be our best summer ever, that you would give these moms the money, uh, that you would give them books, books on tape, lessons, classes, tutors, experiences, internships, jobs, creative ideas, money to pay for it, and the time and the will to do it. And God, for my friends that their teenagers are struggling, I pray that they would have grace for their teenagers, that they would be patient with them, that they would be humble, that they would know that just like you, your kindness leads us to repentance. Our kindness leads our children to repentance. So I pray for each of us, myself included, to be a kind-hearted mom, that we would have kind words, that you would enlarge our hearts with love for our children and enlarge their hearts with love for us and for each other and for their dad. And God, that you would do miracles in our home, 
miracles in our children's lives. We commit, commit, commit our summer. We commit our homes to you. Let us put you first. Help us all to find time for you. We commit our lives. We commit our summers. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys, thank you so much for watching and listening. I love you and I'm praying for you and I'll go back and I'll put all those links on this post, okay? Goodbye.